Welcome to the Adversity to Advantage podcast. This is the place to learn how to get through your worst rock bottom and start to embrace adversity. I'm your host, Petra Belzebor. I'm a therapist and a life coach, but my biggest learning is from my own rock bottom. My story includes being raised in a cult, dealing with depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts, and alcoholism. But along the way, I've learned to turn my entire life around to one of success, joy, and fulfillment. So in this podcast, I'll be talking to people from all walks of life who've done the same. I'll be teasing out the skills and tools necessary, as well as using my own experience to teach you how to turn your adversity into your biggest advantage. Welcome, everyone, to the Adversity to Advantage podcast. I'm so excited because I'm actually sat next to Britta Fernandez-Schmidt, who I saw speak probably about two years ago at a, an Aspire event where, which Sam Collins ran, which is all about women and mentoring women. And she talked about inspiration and how we turn up and down the volume around the things that we're passionate about. So she runs a, a, a charity, a, a, an organization called Women for Women International, which really impacts women sort of all over the globe. And I was way, way too excited when she responded to my message and just got excited about her story because I don't know that much about your story. So welcome to the podcast, Britta. Yay, thank you, Fetcher. Yeah, I'm, I'm so, so excited. I'm so excited you're here in person because <laughs> I listen to your podcast and I love it. I really feel honored, actually, to be on it. So oh, I appreciate you. that so much. So, so fill in some of the blanks for us. Tell us, what are you passionate about in the work that you do or in life now at the present? Um, what I'm passionate about in my life in present is what I've always been passionate about, and that's helping women... Uh, fulfill their potential um, and and I've about probably seven years ago I actually um, took some time and I uh, formulated my purpose um, and, and, and it's kind of read something along the lines of um, I want to inspire other women to help them to fulfill their potential and um, and it's still really that is my that's always been my purpose I didn't formulate it so clearly so maybe if you had met me 20 years ago I would have told you, you know, I'm just really passionate about equality and justice and I you know particularly women and you know why is it that women are treated differently just because we are born a woman absolutely it's, I cannot literally have never been able to get my head around it and so that's what I'm really passionate about and I'm excited about the um, possibility um, that we all have within ourselves to fulfill our potential. I really, really firmly believe that. Do you think it made a difference uh, when you when you formulated that purpose, that sentence? So obviously you've been having impact and you've been doing amazing things and you've been learning along the way. But I'm curious, when you really kind of focused down and said, this is my purpose, did that impact maybe your career trajectory or, or yeah. life? Yeah, life. Did yeah. it? Okay. Yeah, so I'm, so I'm actually writing a book at the moment. Yeah. And... Um, and the second I'll be the first is person like, to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, so, it's so exciting. It's such a journey. And yeah. so I'm kind of re- looking over my life and trying to share what I've learned and how I've overcome you know, adversity or Good. what I've learned. And, um, and so my second chapter is about purpose and you know, how, why do I believe that actually formulating your purpose is so important? Because I believe every one of us has a purpose. We do. Of course, absolutely. Like, it's not a question. Um, and but actually taking some time and sitting down and trying to you know, look over your life. And actually one of the things that you do is you, you look over your moments of adversity and what you took from those moments. And it's really hard, right, to turn them into... Yep advantage like you say Um, but when you do you start to realize what's really important to you in your life what are the values that you're willing to stand up for Um, and so that's a kind of uh, an exercise that I did and and that led me to formulate my purpose and honestly 
the shift was phenomenal. It's not that I started doing anything different in the sense that I had a different purpose. I've always had that purpose. But being able to say to you, like I did, mm. when, when, you know, when so we clearly. first started speaking so clearly, it's like, wow. And so when I, for the first time, then shared my purpose, and I said, this is my purpose, I could see that, first of all, I was taking myself so much more serious. I'm like, oh, Okay, hello. You have a, like that, a reason to be in yeah, the world. Yeah, and also like I can say it because you know how it's when you have it in your head but you haven't said it yet? Yes. And then you say it. So it's like, oh, okay. Okay, I'm really serious about this now. It's and out there now. people have heard it. Right, yeah, people yeah. have heard it, right? <laughs> and so it's because you know how you can think something but you're like, oh, well, if I don't really get there, well, I, nobody knows. And, you know, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, I can just do excuses. the day job right, and exactly, do the normal exactly. stuff. Yeah. But it just gives this extra seriousness. But also what I realized that the people that I was talking to yeah. were like, wow. You know, this is so there's like, impact just in saying it. In just in saying it. With that like, confidence. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Or oh, she's serious. And also, I think many people got really inspired. Like, wow. Okay, I want a purpose too. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, when you right. see someone else have exactly. it, you're kind of like, hey, exactly. what's mine? Exactly. And I think that's really, that's so wonderful because that's ultimately what I want, right? Because I really, and this is what my book is about, I really believe that um, we can only lead ourselves. But when we do that... We inspire others to do the same. And that's the only leadership that I really believe in. So Leading by example. Ab yeah, absolutely. So you lead, and it's, it's not necessarily that, you know, you're going to do exactly what I do. Uh, no, no, no. But you're going to be inspired to believe in yourself and to lead yourself. And there are a whole kind of series of things that, um, in, that I believe are kind of included in leading yourself um, and it'll be very different for you and it'll be different for me and you know if everyone has to find their own I, I don't know like priming and how do you how do you lead yourself and what works for you but uh, to see someone who's doing that and to see and sense the, the, the intrinsic happiness and contentment that these people and excitement exist. and passion right. and feeling fully alive then you think okay I want that too there's right? more so to I'm life gonna, right yeah I know totally um, so I think that, that yeah absolutely formulating your purpose is so cool we should all do this and also pe people you know, just like parenting you know people follow what parents do not what they say it, right exactly it's the doing exactly. not exactly. just the hey this would be a yeah. good idea and so many leaders kind of tell their people what to do I know but are often their sort of ivory tower, like not doing, not on the front line, not connecting exactly. as humans. And, exactly. and they think, you know, that if I connect as a human and show my humanity, exactly. that's a sign of weakness exactly. and people won't respect me. Exactly. And the opposite yeah. is true. Exactly, the opposite is true. And I think this is, this is actually why I wanted to become a director. And this is really interesting, right? So I'm the director of Women for International. Yes. And it wasn't that I set out, oh, I want to be a director. No, no, I've always wanted to help women. And I thought, okay, it'd be really interesting to actually be a director because I hadn't, I hadn't worked for a director who was truly reflecting the values of the organization in the way that she was behaving. Yep. And I thought to myself, well, maybe it's not possible. Maybe you can't be a leader. Like, a, you know, Good question. Right, because actually there's so much responsibility. And I kind of thought to myself, because I have a lot of self-reflection, I kept thinking, well, maybe I'm just being really critical here. You know, it's not really easy yeah, when yeah. you see somebody say, well, I wouldn't do you it like this. The Is that right, yeah, yeah. exactly. But I've never been there. Okay, I'm, like, okay, well, I'm going to go there. Experiment. And I'm, I'm going to experiment. Yeah. experiment. <laughs> I remember the first day when I went to the office and I said, okay, hi guys, I've never done this before. Oh, nice, I've already. A few ideas. <laughs> yeah, right, because what, I mean, everybody knew that I'd never done it before. Sure. So I might as well put it on the table, right? Yeah. And, and I said, you know, let's, there are a couple of things I want to try, you know, and I, I don't know whether they're going to work, 
but I just want to give it a go. And so thank you for, you know, being part of that. Giving right? it a go. Exactly. Yeah. So they knew I was nervous about it and, you know, but, but we kind of did it anyway. And that's kind of the trajectory that I put myself on. And I think now looking back, it's been now nearly five years. I definitely think that this experiment has worked. And so there's part of the book as well where I'm going to reflect on how can you do this? How can you, do you know what I mean? And take your team along your own self-development journey. And encourage and them to develop themselves. Right. And then you bring and a team it's together. it's okay to be upset. It's, 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 you know, when somebody dies in your family, it's tell us. Like, you don't have to keep that outside. And that's the really big important point I wanted to make in terms of the purpose. A lot of the times, um, people talk about a leadership purpose. And I was listening to your last um, podcast yeah. where you interviewed um, the guy. Phil. Yeah, Phil, yeah, right? Phil, and he talked yeah. a lot about purpose, yeah. right? Um, but he still spoke about purpose a lot in the work context and yes. how he works with small businesses. And he has, a, and I thought to myself... Organizational exactly. purpose. Exactly. Yeah. But if you as an individual have a purpose, that purpose works for you at all levels. So it it's, can feed into the organizational... Absolutely, totally. And in fact, what I believe, you have your own purpose. If you find an organization where you can fulfill your own purpose, great. If that organization doesn't, then you're not in the right place. And, and that is often what happens. Absolutely. And that's what I believe. Because also, what is really powerful about this is that I want to inspire women to fulfill their potential, you know, whether that is me being a mother of two girls or me being a good friend to my female friends or me, you know, being at Women Form International. It never changes. That's who I am. And so then what becomes really exciting is that a career, that's not really important anymore. What's important is, am I taking the steps oh. to fulfill your purpose? Yeah. And so then... You know, if, if it gets to the point in, you know, previous jobs, it got to the point where I'm like, okay, I need to move on now. And, but I, and so it's not anymore like, you know, whether I'm going to be forever in a job isn't so important. What's important is, am I still fulfilling my purpose? Because as long as I'm fulfilling my purpose, then that's great. And as, as soon as I realize that actually that's not working for me anymore, I need to move on. But it's, it's you know what I mean? The this is so exciting to hear this because one week ago I resigned from my day job. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and it was very specifically because I, I appreciate what I learned in this place over That's a year and, and uh, the experiences that I had. But at this point, the values, my values right. and my purpose are not aligned right. with the organizations. And I don't even, I'm going into my own business and I'm stepping into the unknown uh, and it's scary and all of that, but it just doesn't, I can't sit with it. It's no. too restless. Right. It's too uncomfortable. And I know that if, given my own mental health and my own adversity, I know that if I force myself to sit right. in that for six months or a right. year, uh, I, I will wilt. Is right. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? I completely know what you I mean. I won't show the, the light behind my eyes. I won't have the exactly. inspiration. Exactly. And it will take me time to build that up again. Yeah. I don't even got that time. Exactly. I haven't got that time. <laughs> you don't want no. to have that, right? Because no. you know yourself. Once you get to a point where you know yourself, you know what makes you tick. Yeah. That's amazing. That's like, yeah. I call that my fears, right? You've, you've got your fears. Because the fears for me is like um, something that I remember when I was young, you know, 14, 15, um, I would feel my fears, like my instinct, my passion, so raw, right? Yeah. And it's so overwhelming when you're young like That's that. True. because Because it come out in all sorts of ways. Oh my God, yeah. absolutely, right? And then and then you look at the world around you and you kind of think, oh my God, there's no one like me. Like no one. Or the, no and one they can't take it. They can't they handle can't it. they can't take it. Turn the volume <laughs> down. Absolutely. There's something wrong with you. There's right? something wrong. Oh my so God. So there's something wrong with me. Yeah. That's what's completely my experience, yeah. right? And so then I did everything to change. 
like to keep my fears in check. Like, no, 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 I mustn't say this. I mustn't behave like this. So then you spend years trying to, you know, calm yes. your fears down. Yes. Only to then get to the point where actually what I need to do now is like kind of... It probably explodes at some point right. because it can't sustain but, but being pushed down. No. Because that's who you are. Yeah. And so then, then you kind of go through this process of unpeeling the onion again and kind of, you know, revealing your fears and feeling the fear... But doing it anyway, right? And and, and, and kind of and, and trusting your fears and so that I think that's what you were just yeah. describing, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That you know you've got your fears, and and you're gonna do it. And even if it's a bit scary, because Terrifying. you know yeah. it's worth it. Because that's I do what know it's worth it. And life experience has taught me that it's worth it. So yeah. being being raised right. in a group sort of setting in a cult, you know, it was very much be part of the group, and that translates into organizations. It translated into my marriage. If you can just be smart enough, be together enough, be, you know, all of those yes. things enough, yes. uh, then that fierce, I love that um, description, yes. um, just won't, and I, and I sometimes refer to it as the dark side, yes. because it's scary. Right, it's be- and, so and it's scary. like, yeah, what if I don't channel it? What if right. I just look like a hysterical woman yeah. who just can't Absolutely. cope, right? Absolutely. Worst fear in the world. We, we live in a man's world. Yeah. I've got to own this stuff okay. in business and career. But I love how you're saying it's not about career even. No. It's not even about career. It's it about is. purpose. I know. Because you know what? I would really, has stayed with me so much. As I, was, I was reading a book, I mm. love books. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is probably, I don't know, seven, eight years ago. And there was this kind of moment where they talk about um, this whole kind of career and how you evaluate yourself, how you, how you define your worth. Mm. And, um, and, you know, how job titles, you know, you know, you know so, so people to say, you know, so what do you do? You know, how First much question. do you earn? God. It's like, what? I mean, not interested. Which is like, you know, when you ask me, how shall I introduce you, Britta? Shall I just say I met Britta? I'm like, yes. Because yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask you to do that because I don't. Britta is the, yes. and she's Director done. Of, yeah. what, that does, does, what does that it mean? It doesn't say anything about you. Anything. Exactly. Yeah. me. Introduce me as Britta is passionate about women's equality. Yeah, yeah. Yay! You know, that's yeah, yeah. now And it had an impact on right. me, and that's already, you know, right. saying more exactly. than a job title. Exactly. And also because that's my purpose, right? And that's how I evaluate myself. Okay, so yeah. I don't evaluate myself like uh, how much do I earn, you know, what is my job. I evaluate, am I fulfilling my purpose? It's not status. Exactly. It's exactly. the heart. Absolutely. It's, it's purpose. Absolutely. So. Um, Okay, so we could talk. I feel like me and you, we could be here for five hours just talking about what we're excited about, what we're passionate about, and probably leave with a joint project or something, right? Because we'll just, we'll go there. However, um, I don't know enough about your story and what brought you here. So this, I mean, this is an amazing sort of remarkable impact that you're having in the world. And I'm really curious about the steps beforehand that have led you to this point. And I imagine that it hasn't all been smooth sailing and perfection. And I mean, you look like perfection. Yeah. So, and I just love being around you and your energy. Um, give us a bit of context about just uh, your, your childhood growing up, and, um, and you've listened to my podcast. But, um, you know, do, do you think you were given the guidance and uh, the insight? You have so much self-awareness. Did that come from school, parents? Like, how were you set up for life? Um, I don't actually remember much of my very young childhood, but I do have really vivid memories from... Um, say about 13, 14, because at that time, uh, my parents were both teachers, Okay. Um, and they decided to move to Venezuela, um, and you know, when, you, when you're 14... So where did you grow up? Just so I grew up in Germany, so I grew up Germany. in Germany, yes. yeah, in a yep. small town, yep. you know, protected... Wow, Venezuela's going to be a big difference. Yeah. 
it was a total just I mean and that that crazy. age group exactly yeah um, and uh, and it absolutely you know without a shadow of a doubt changed my life and now that I look back and I re- I'm reading a lot of books and I realize that particularly when you're around the age of 14 15 that is a particularly formative formative moment in your life isn't it and, and so that is me moving to Venezuela and did you have siblings um, yeah with my brother your who's brother. a year and a half younger than me okay and um, and you know I I'd never seen poverty, um, you know, at all in, a small in that town way. In Germany, no, I mean, of you don't not. Not, no. not in that way, and uh, I hadn't really woken up to inequality until that moment. Um, and it it um, was absolutely shocking, striking at that age. Absolutely, and it was just like, and also it just. I feel like it woke my fears in a way that was just like, <gasps> like took my breath away because it was just like, this is not right. So it's you know what they're like, people, yeah, there's some people living in shanty towns that really are ma- in makeshift houses, and you know, every time the rainy season would come, those houses would be swept away, and people would be left with nothing, and and. You know, and then on the other side, there were the country clubs and the wealth and the and, and such I, I was extremes. Just like, such extremes, like. Oh, I couldn't. How is this couldn't, fair? I, could, I know absolutely. Mm. You know this kind of. This is not fair. Yes. Totally yes. like a child stomping your feet. Absolutely. And then at the same time, I also saw this inequality based on gender, just because you're born a woman. Of course. Uh, you know, in in Venezuela, uh, you know, but also in it was kind of starting to manifest in my own life, and 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 that was also I kind of wasn't prepared for because um, you know up until that point, you know, both my parents were working. They were both teachers. They um, it seemed equal. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yep. and a really liberal. I, you know, liberal kind of upbringing, and um, uh, and 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 then things shifted in Venezuela. I think probably because of the environment. Um, you know, definitely being more uh, machista, and also my mum wasn't working. It's only one. If you were both teachers, oh, only so. one of the um, oh. can so get a job. So suddenly that, that also was yeah. right, and so. Um, you know, uh, so suddenly I, I was just like, wow. Um, and I remember this is like, I've talked about this a lot. Um, my father um, at one point saying to me at the dinner table, you know, go help your mom tidy the table whilst my brother was sitting next to me. Um, and I was oh. just like, oh. Um, and what about Alex? And, and, you know, I didn't know anything about feminism at the time. It was, you know, I no, wasn't. No. But I just knew that that's like totally not fair. And I'm definitely. And it's, not I imagine your your dad didn't mean it in that way. I mean, it's almost a conditioning from his. Do you I don't know, know? I think so. I don't know where it was coming from because that definitely hadn't happened before. Right. Um, and you know, I mean, I don't know, but it was, it's great, right? It's really great because it means that it just the what gave me that yep. passion. Like this total, like I'm, I'm going to do something about this, and that's all I knew, Petra. I knew that I was going to do something about this. And can I just say, passion can sometimes look like rage. Like, you know what I mean? Yes. And, and, and anger is not an emotion that I was, you know, allowed to experience. Yes. Or it wasn't a, perm- we weren't given permission to feel anger or to, or to show anger, no. as I put it. And I, I think as women, probably more than men, exactly. you know, Absolutely. communicate with your words. Yeah. Do the, like, don't be angry. But anger is sometimes the birthplace of passion. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, it's, it was so funny. I, I actually thought about this. And this was a couple of years ago. I wrote it down. I said, pissed off with love. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like my motto now because I never allowed myself to be angry. I thought being angry is like a sign okay. of weakness. Exactly. And yeah. also like you don't do that. If you're no. clever enough and you're in touch with yourself, you know, you yes. don't become angry. You're self-aware enough. Well, yes. Exactly. Well, that's, Remain that's calm. clearly not true, yes. right? And and I do get angry. I get yeah. really, you know, I get really angry. Pissed off with love. But, but, you, but you still do it with love, right? Sure. So I can still, exactly. And this is, this is why I kind of pissed off with love. That's good. I can be really pissed off with love.
and you're and you're channeling your pissed offness exactly into amazing into some, impact right but that takes time to figure out, right? Absolutely. First, there's a swir Absolutely. swirling vortex of confusion and rage Absolutely. in your brain and exactly. your heart, right? Exactly. And that's what happened to me. And so then I fortunately found my way to women's studies. And it was through... Okay, you know, through so quite young, you, you already started channeling that. Right, exactly. Because I definitely, I, I was looking. I knew I was, I was looking, right? And so then I went to university and I started started studying literature. And then I enrolled in a course called Feminist Literary Criticism. And it was literally like... They were giving me the language oh. to express this rage and this 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 injustice you know that I was feeling, mm. and um, so suddenly I had the language, and suddenly I realized I wasn't alone. Right? Yeah. You know, we talked earlier before yeah, we started yeah, yeah. the podcast about how important it is to realize that there's a whole community of women out there, and not just you know my peers, but women over centuries. You know, I was reading Virginia Woolf, I was reading. Um, Simone de Beauvoir. I was reading all these incredible women who yeah, had yeah. been there before, and you who were giving a voice right, to what you were who had feeling. spoken about what I was feeling, and so I was just like, "Oh, homecoming!" Yeah, I'm <laughs> and, not alone. Um, yeah, it's so powerful, isn't it? When we when we so connect powerful. our voice to a wider group, I know, it just really. makes us feel like that there could be a bigger purpose absolutely. than just us absolutely. and our struggle. Yeah, absolutely, and that you're not alone, and and that's just honestly, I feel like I can trace my life by the women who've inspired me. And that's why inspiration is so important for me because it's like, it, um, it gives you the courage, right? Isn't it? It's like when you, so you're doing, you've just quit, you're doing this new adventure and you're gonna need this inspiration. You're gonna have to look for this inspiration on a daily basis yep. because that's gonna nurture your fears, I do. Yep. right? And Absolutely. then you're like, okay, I'm gonna do this. I mean, I'm gonna so do this yeah. because, right? And so this is, um, and this is like, I proactively have this kind of, I talk about like a boardroom in my heart of women who have inspired me so deeply that they will never leave. And, and when the going gets tough, and I have moments absolutely where I don't believe in myself. Sure. And where I doubt myself, I'm like, you know, Abarash or whatever, you know, yeah, yeah. Helen, whatever, different women who I've met and just kind of take them out and look at them and we have a conversation and I'm like, yeah. So it's like nurturing, do doing things to nurture the inspirational voice in your heart, in your right. head, to take over right. what can often be the critical voice exactly. from parents conditioning, or, you know, exactly. you're not good enough, like all that exactly. sort of stuff, which can, the volume on that can be pretty loud. Really and it's loud. almost like you've redressed the balance of going, okay, so that voice is there. Sometimes exactly. I don't feel, you know, at the top of my game. But hey, I've got the backup yeah. of all these inspirational women before me. And, and, you know, I love what you just said because it's true. I talk about it like you train a muscle. Completely. You have to train it. So you have to train this other voice, this inspirational yes. voice. I actually really love that. That's a really, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a really good way of um, describing it. Yeah, because um, it's, it's going, all the voices are there. We said that's that. fine. We don't need to punish We're, ourselves right. for that, right? Exactly. But it's like, hey, I'm going to consciously yeah. turn the volume down. And over time, yeah. because you're building the muscle, right? right. It just becomes easier exactly. to go, oh, shut up exactly. to that one exactly. and go, I've done this before. I, please, I've hit I much worse stuff. Yeah. I can handle running my own business, right? Exactly. I've, I've left a cult. I don't exactly. drink anymore. I've, exactly. I've managed a divorce. Like, please, it's like, business. I, I really, exactly. <laughs> and also because what's wonderful, what you're doing is like you, so, so overcoming a divorce, overcoming this these are all kind of you know really hard things building a business is going to be hard but it's because you really want it and you the know, timing's you right you didn't want a divorce right but you did it because it was good for you yes. but this exactly yeah. the timing's right you already you've prepped yourself I talk a lot about priming yeah yeah. You know, like I, I really, I'm a deep believer in priming yourself every day. Um, but I also believe that when you know a big thing is coming, you can prime yourself. And you often do it unconsciously. So 
you've been priming yourself, you know, and and I'm sure you're priming. Uh, but then there's more um, this sort of practical thing that you can do to prime, like especially if you're going on a stage or you're going to do a talk or anything big like that, I kind of find like a week beforehand, I sort of up my game yeah. as far as even simple things like I don't eat sugar. Yes. Um, I try and exercise more, yeah. uh, which of course should be in my life all the time. Um, but I sort of try and up my game because I know that anxiety, nervousness, kind of the feelings that aren't going to help with the, the good adrenaline of getting passion across, or get the balance is going to be a little bit off. So I try and kind of map that stuff out. Um, but I want, I want to get your tips and, and techniques, but I, but I want to get into this theme of adversity. Yeah. Um, and so you, you've had this great opportunity to see the world and to see it from a different perspective, a different lens, and then to channel that voice uh, into women before you and a, a wider community. And so you've been on this path of, of purpose so without knowing it yes, for, right. for, for your whole life or yeah. from the age of 14. Yeah. Um, when I talk about adversity or, or rock bottoms or crashes, like moments, you know those moments yeah. where you just go, if I don't figure out a way forward, I, I might never make it. So, you know, stuff like, like, what do you identify with in some of that language? Yeah, <clears throat> I've been thinking about that a lot, and um, there are definitely several moments of adversity. Um, there's one I'm going to talk about, but I also just wanted to reflect for a moment. I haven't really come to a conclusion yet but I wanted to share this with you because I um, I believe that um, sometimes it doesn't have to be your own adversity that 100%. it can be um, you know someone else's adversity and <clears throat> I get really emotional mm -hmm. um, because I, um, I I feel that part of my fears my fierceness mm. comes from an ability to really empathize with what women experience because of the gender inequality that exists in the world. And, um, you know, I, and of course, I have met a lot of women. I've met women who've been, uh, had female genital mutilation at the age of three, who've been um, married off when they were 11, been raped for years. Um, you know, hundreds of thousands of women. And, um, and, and every story stays with me. And, um, and, and I've been, and I think I've taken them in, and that, that pain, um, I think has been in me even before I heard the stories. Mm. That's really how I feel. And, um, and I've only come to realize that recently. Um, and so I feel that I have definitely overcome my own adversity, but I've always um, also felt that I've been part of the collective adversity that um, women have had to and still have to experience. Um, and, but I feel more capable because I've worked so much on myself that I feel more capable to hold that pain and to look at it and to find a way out towards happiness and light. So I always talk about this um, really big moment about, I don't know, 15 years ago, where I... I was told this darkest story and I was so, there was a moment when I really stopped believing our shared humanity and our humanity. Um, and, and that's really hard for somebody like me who's, I'm so, people mm. would say to you, I'm so positive, I'm, like, I'm always half class, I'm always, because I just believe in the good, I believe in yeah. the possibility of to. change. Yeah. So to get to the point where you think, like, you know. I'm overwhelmed. Maybe it's not. Wow. Um, but then I sensed this, the person was standing next to me, right? she was telling me her story, and, um, and, be, and it was because of her that I thought, okay, I cannot let myself go down now. You know, like you have a, I can, so I didn't do it for myself, 
I did it for her because yeah. I felt I needed to. But that was an amazing moment because I realized that I could find... So I asked her what her, what her dreams were. What was she hoping for? Even though it was incredible to even ask that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what, what she I'm just thinking. told me. I'm like, oh, God. And, and the minute I said it, I'm like, oh, my God, why did you say this? Yeah. So it had come out of me, right? It wasn't a rational decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then her face lit up. And she said, you know, whatever she said. And... Um, and that moment, I will never, literally, I will never forget. I mean, of course, now I cried some more. Of course. Because I was so like, it was like a revelation. It was like, okay, this, this is what I'm going to do. In the darkest moments, I will find light. Because where there is darkness, there's light. It's just true. I've seen it. Okay, I, it's not and she could find it, even though she And she could find it, because it was there. This, the, the thing is, because it was in her, I just, through the question that I asked, reminded her that it was still in there, even Even though after you the barely believed it yourself, right, though. Right, right. But so, so I did it for... So, yeah, 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 I yeah, mean, yeah. talk about how, how we are connected and how we help each other, even without knowing. Anyway, and, um, and, and, and you know what? My biggest... One of my recent biggest adversities has been when I was being bullied um, at work. And... Um, and it really just, like I think it probably always does when you get bullied, uh, it just eats into your self-confidence yeah. in such a huge way that you don't even realize. And yeah. suddenly you're on this downhill yeah. road and, um, and, and what happens in your head, like this voice, keeps saying... It, it, basically, I realized as I was stopping, because I developed a lot of self-awareness already, but I realized that I was blaming myself. Mm. that I clearly had done something to deserve this, right? Mm-hmm. I was somehow, I must have been provoking this because, you know, I believe when people trigger themselves and la, 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 and all sure, of this. Sure, sure. And, um, and, you know, I don't think I would, I actually did a TED talk about this um, recently. I don't think I would have done anything if I hadn't realized yet again how that was impacting on my colleagues around me because they were seeing it. And they were seeing me in a leadership position not challenging it yeah 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 yeah. and so so you saw the impact on them exactly by me not looking after myself so this is exactly back is a perfect example again of leadership yeah the only leadership that really counts is your your own leadership and i wasn't living myself no i wasn't looking after myself yeah and, um, so it becomes forced, it becomes right. a bit fake, it, people uh, well, sort of get, feel and, insecure and around it's it. really insecure. Yeah. And so that I saw I was spreading the fear. Yeah, and, and I, that impacts productivity, creativity, innovation, everything. 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 And, um, but interesting that you, it wasn't just you recognizing it in yourself. No, it was the, it was the, exactly. uh, the mirror, like you saw it out in other people exactly. and then you... And so that then was the trigger for me. That was the motivation okay. for me to actually, yeah, to give me the courage and to, um, to stand up and speak up um, and, and, and make it stop. And I did. I had the capacity. We of course, of course. It. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So it's, it's all in our minds, what, the belief of, about absolutely. whether we, we can absolutely. or not. Absolutely. Um, um, th- th- the story you told around that, that woman and that moment where you lost faith in humanity, and, and I felt a little bit emotional just thinking about it. And, you know, for a lot of us women, we look after so many people, or we, 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 we see empathy as a weakness yeah. because we feel so much. And I recognize that so much, you know. 
right from when I was um, 17 and I was in Russia and I was working with street kids and, uh, you know, the, the market people would send them on errands and pay them in glue. And the injustice of, of the cycle of, of, you know, mistreating young people so that they would stay stuck in that, you know. Um, and I wanted to not feel. If I could just not feel, then I could be in my head and then I could make impact because I'd be smart about it. But actually, the power in what you're saying, what, what's resonating with me, is our ability to feel and to connect and to cry with yes. and to, to notice and give. I think it can give people validation that what they've been through is real and is horrific Absolutely. and there is light Absolutely. on, on, on the side of darkness. So profound. And you know this, I, it is for me the most important aspect really. And it's about connecting. And that's why like Women for Women International, what we do is we connect women in countries affected by conflict with women around and men around the world through the kind of sponsorship, right? And through the letter writing. And and so I meet those women and they will come to me and they will show me the letters that they've received from their sponsors and they will show, Do you know her? Look, my sister, we call them sisters. Yeah, yeah. She's written to me. So you create connections. And yeah. as you say, there's a validation. Yeah. So they don't I feel they seen. have the power within themselves to change. That's what they do. Yeah. But to have somebody accompanying them saying I believe in you. I care for you. I might not know you. You might be on the other side of the world. And but I believe in you because I know that you can do this because there is so much that connects us. The hope, the desire to improve our lives, to fulfill our potential. I have that desire. You have that desire. Abarash has this desire. Helen in Congo has that desire. You know, um, Fatuma in Rwanda. So We're all the same in that sense. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and to enable these connections across divides is that where, is where I see the hope. That's when I get excited and when yeah, I believe yeah. in humanity again. Yeah. Right, so that's what I try and nurture all the time. And the other thing, this is why I think your podcast is so important, um, is the, I believe that the most powerful offering we have as individuals is our story right absolutely and there's and we talked about this a little bit beforehand when we feel shame and i always say this when we feel shame we isolate and we don't tell our story and then we think we're the only one and we're we're stuck in despair when we share it we realize that even if our stories are different we are human we are connected everyone has challenge and together we can move forward and and, and sort of live purpose and we can inspire each other we can inspire each other to keep going exactly exactly so who gave this to you who gave this who inspired and I know you talked about women that you've read (laughs) and whatever but I'm wondering if there's one or two people that just you know at at crucial moments in your life helped you believe that it was possible and gave you that hope that you give to so many other people yes absolutely absolutely and I've also I've sought them out I have sought them out interesting Um, how did you do that just for Um, listeners who are thinking how do I do that so I as was definitely first of all I want to say that you know my mother has and and actually so is my grandmother they're both really strong women who've coped with adversity and who've I think often been on their own I mean my grandmother definitely my my grandfather died in the war um and so I think I've definitely had strong role models, um, uh, you know, that kind of gave me the strength to believe that you it might can, be possible. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but then, de- been reading lots of books. Books have really helped me. I definitely have a number of books that really, um, you know, feel the fear and do it anyway. By Susan Jeffers is definitely one that I remember ten yeah. years ago. A yeah. friend of mine gave to me, and it made a huge impact. Um, but I also. <clears throat> um, at the beginning, I was in, in the kind of context of jobs, and as I was getting new opportunities, I'd be very aware 
that there were areas that I didn't know enough about. So I would seek out um, uh, other women who knew more about that area. But often, but I, it also always had to have the right chemistry between. The, I, I yep. never just took somebody because they had technical expertise on paper. Mm. Yeah, no. And there's Tina Wallace. She is one. Um, she was a, like a mentor coach for me um, when I took on a big new role. Um, and she, what her biggest impact on me has been is that she gave me permission to just be. I didn't have to change. That all I had to do was to listen, to see, and to speak my truth, and to believe that I had enough within me. There was just, I mean, I'll never forget it. It literally changed my life. It really did. This kind of affirmation of like, you are enough. Just the way you are. Just the way you are. Everything else is a bonus. Yeah. It's all in you. Yeah. It's just about... And, and, and you know, allowing yourself to learning how to communicate it, yeah, it right. in ways that are useful to yeah. different audiences. But you, I mean, oh wow, um, that, that I mean that's inspiring because I, I think a lot of us feel that we need to have some tick boxes. We yeah. need to have that degree. We need to have this very specific experience. Women don't ask for raises. They don't go for the promotions because they think, hey, I haven't ticked all the boxes. Exactly. Whereas actually, if we're just fully ourselves and go, hey, my purpose is aligned with this promotion right. and show up, yeah. you know, imagine what could happen. Yeah. Imagine the impact Absolutely. that we could make. Exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, and so like that I've always thought. And Sam from Aspire, yeah, she, yeah. she became my mentor for six months when I um, became executive director because I knew I'd never done this before and I knew I was going to need yeah. help. You know, she helped me. And then Moira, Moira Spence, she's another coach. Um, I've been working with her for about two, three years. And she really, really helped me through the adversity of the bullying and like digging deep. And you know what I did over the last two years? I've just realized that I have a lot of pain within me. I think every one of us has pain within us. And, and looking at that and allowing yourself to heal and kind of welding the broken pieces within you. Um, and I did that even though it was so hard because I know that now I have an even greater capacity to embrace pain and help others to to, to do so you you know that now yeah I know that now in hindsight now that you've done a bit of that healing right (laughs) Um, but when you were in it did you know that like oh yes if I just do a bit of healing then I my purpose will be enhanced right when we're in it it doesn't feel like that does it it doesn't um what I think and perhaps that's why it took so long for me to really embrace those deep pains from Mm. childhood um, was because I did so I had you know how you can rationally learn something so I had yes. rationally learned that I'm always motivated by um, that if I develop I will be able to fulfill my purpose more effectively right? Yep. and because I'm so driven by my purpose and I so want to help more women um, so it makes sense in your brain right and so that would then it, that would help me of course it would help me in the sense like okay if, if I get through this then I will be stronger and I will be more true to myself. And I know that when I'm true to myself, that's when the ripples of impact... So you can know that and that you can sort of hold on to that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's... That doesn't mean that it's any easier. It's not easy. No, no, no. It's painful. And so, you know, Brené Brown in Rising Strong, she speaks about this when you're down there in, in the face in the mud in yes. the arena in the right? arena in the arena because yeah. you showed up and you're there and it's fucking and it's hard. isolating and it's so lonely painful, lonely yeah. and scary yeah. right <laughs> but you're there yeah so like breathe the earth you know like 
I don't know if you somehow can celebrate that you're there. I'm in the mud. Exactly. Oh. And, and you know by now. I do now. You're going to get out. You I do now. get up. Right, I know. But oh my God, I'm 37. And how many years and years of like just being stuck in it, not seeing a way out, yeah. did I have to go through in order yeah. to finally I get know. it? You know? know? And so I guess the message and the re like, I always say when I do this podcast, I am my audience. Yeah. The me 12 years ago yeah. that wanted to end her life and thought there was no hope and no humanity in the world, that's the person I'm trying to reach. The person who isn't, doesn't get, have this idea that, that you know, this is going to lead to something. But it's just in it, one day at a time, yeah. crying over the kitchen sink, going, how the fuck am I going to do this? You know, yeah. to just hold on to that hope that women before you, people before have you done have done it. Yeah. And, can, and, it, and it can, and it, there is a purpose, and it makes you stronger yeah. in the world and able to give back in such a profound way. Yeah. And also that there are so many women and men who want to help. Yes. So maybe that if you think when you're so done, you think you're on your own, you're the only one who's going yep. through this. You're not. Yes. Not only is it not that there are many others who've experienced this before, but also there are many others who've experienced it and they've come out of it and they want to help you. Yeah. Right? The so resource is out there is what you're saying. Absolutely. The resource is out there. Absolutely. I have people contacting me and saying, I don't really, can, you, can you mentor me? Can you I coach can imagine. me? Can I talk? And, and, you know, and I think that's, that's amazing. And I, because, you know, people need, you have to ask for help. It's so important. That was my next question. Yeah. Do you ask for help? Yeah, How do you ask for help? How hard is it to ask for help? Yeah, I do ask for help. I really, um, I, th I think I've actually done it all the time because I, um, I'm a really, really passionate person, right? So when I feel something so strongly, I have to let it out because it, it literally, otherwise, I feel like I'm going to suffocate. You. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which I feel. I'm, I've always acknowledged that as feeling, as being really lucky, because I know there's an other, you know, other people will just swallow it. They swallow it. They just, you know, they keep keep the lid on, keep the lid on, keep it until it explodes, right? So I've never been like this. I've always had to put it out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which hasn't also been easy, right? Right. Because, because you have to deal with the impact then. Exactly. And it might not be exactly. what you intended. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And also people, but um, people can't handle it. People can't handle it. Exactly. And that kind of then can make you feel a bit alienated, right? Yeah. So you have to keep going. But I've been lucky. I've always had friends or people who I you know, could talk to and, 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 and um, yeah, so I do, I do ask for help. I always, and, um, and I always have an intention now of thinking, okay, this year, you know, I love, I love the fact that it's a new year and I've I love about, all of that. I know, me too. People think it's, oh, it's so I cheesy. And so I'm like, hell no. I'm oh, like no. ticking all these things right. that I've done last year. I'm like, boom, what are yes. we going to do in 2019? Because right. I was listening to another podcast the other day and, and this person <laughs> said, um, isn't it wonderful how we give ourselves the gift of a new beginning every year? And I thought, oh, that's exactly it. it before, I used to feel a bit like cheesy, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. really, what is this? New Year's resolutions, year? whatever. But actually, well, it's just, an, okay, so it's an artificially imposed reset know, moment. Where, yeah, reset button. Love I love reset buttons, right? Love them. It's amazing. Completely love them. So, um, anyway, it's... Um, Oh, I've completely forgotten that. It's fine. We were talking about asking for help. And so I'm asking curious, exactly. what, what like routines or practices do you have in your life now in order to be achieving at the level that you're at? What do you have to do yeah. to look after yourself, to ask yeah. for help, to wh whatever it might yeah, be? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So that's really exactly what we're talking about, asking for help. Um, I, just, I think one of the key things that I've learned from the adversity around the bullying mm. um, was the, the, the kind of looking after yourself. Mm. 
it needs to be your number one, number two, number three. And, and it's this kind of the life vest, right? I always talk about the life vest. You know how they, they say um, in an airplane, you mm. always need to put the life vest on you before you put them on children. I, yes. And I yeah. always, when I would listen to this, I'm like, yeah, right. There's yeah, no yeah. way I'm going to do that. <laughs> I'm going to put the mask on my children first. I'm not going to put the life vest on myself first, right? No mother, whatever. Exactly. Right? <laughs> but actually, that's really stupid, isn't it? It is, because, it is, it is. You know, because if you're not second, there, then, then they've lost their caregiver. Exactly. Yep. So, um, so what I do, and I'm completely super like religious about it even I'm, I'm not at all religious, yeah, yeah, yeah. religious right? so I have my hot lemon in the morning yeah. and then I make my green smoothie um, I go running so first thing is I get up about 5.30 I go running with my dog um, 5.30 people I know, yeah. I know. <laughs> I mean, honestly only because I have to because, so this is really important for the listeners yeah. um, that's because I start work early so that I can leave early so I can pick up my daughters from school um, right so on the times Making when work for I, you. yeah so on the days when I don't have to do okay. that then of course I won't get up at 5 30 right. so it's not because I love getting up but it's because I want my my time me time it's the only time that's just me with my dog running over the fields listening to your podcast for Yay. example do you know what I mean <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. really really so you're filling your mind you're nurturing right. your body yeah. Exactly. So I'm, I'm, I'm literally priming myself you for, the day. Up for the day. So I'm listening to something inspirational, nurture for my fears. Okay, great. I'm ready. Yeah. Then, then I have my hot lemon. Then I have my green smoothie somewhere yeah. along the lines. And then I meditate on the train because I live outside London. When you say you meditate on the train, what do you do? Um, so I have, a, I have headspace, you do headspace on my okay. phone, yep. and I do 15 minutes. And, you know, it always says, like, find a quiet place. Yeah, and, and you're like, like right. there's people everywhere. In <laughs> it doesn't matter, right? It's just a moment to... Tune in with my body and just be present and just know that I'm going to be great today. And then, and then my day starts and then, you know, then, and then I'm always and You can excited. handle the chaos. Yeah, yeah. Because, because I actually know what, I love it. I realize that I'm so excited about life that I also, <laughs> I wonder what's going to be in my inbox today. I wonder what's going to happen. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I, I wonder who I'm going to meet today. And, you know, it's just, it's just exciting. So, I mean, that's how I feel like. And, and but, I, but, but I just want to highlight that yeah. part of you being able to sustain that level of energy and excitement is because you're looking Absolutely. after yourself. Absolutely. And you're, I love how you're doing meditation on the train. Yeah. Because I'm always telling people, you don't have to, Absolutely. if it doesn't suit you to nurture a practice of sitting on a mountain for two hours, like, make it fit in your life. Exactly. That's the point. That's exactly. Connect to the present moment exactly. and what's possible. Exactly. Exactly. Because I, for years, like people who are close to me would say to me, Britta, you're not, you're going to crash and burn. And of course, that's exactly what I did. Yeah, yeah. Christmas, you had to I'd learn from it yourself. Burn. Right. And so I say, just find, you need to, what do you do to relax? I mean, I go running. Yeah, well, <laughs> no, that's, that's not what I mean. What do you do? What, what do you not do? Like this kind of idea of not doing, but just being has been the most transformational one for me to just be with you. And then the impact you have on others is so big. Like, I thought you are defined by what you do, but you're I know. not. Yeah. And it's probably about four years ago that I got that message through training as a coach, which was um, they would definitely like put a line down the, the paper and write, you know, what am I going to do? And please, my to-do list, I, exactly. I can knock that out of the park. I know <laughs> exactly. how to, I know how tick, to do. Tick, tick. I know, me too. And I think really it took good. three days for me to go, uh, start, be the stupid person and go, sorry, what do you mean? <laughs> I don't understand. No. <laughs> what are you that talking exactly about? Exactly, was my like, What do you mean, B? What do you mean? Sorry, tell me exactly what I need to do. To be. <laughs> tell me what I need to do to be exactly. Be still. What? 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 Literally. Um, but it, but but it changed my life because it's like, it's what's like the energy and the impact? 
the energy that I want to bring to, uh, you know, uh, and I used this for, for six months once I had uh, broken up with my husband. For six months we had to live under the same roof with our children before we could manage our housing and all of that. Every single morning I would get up before everyone else, only 10 minutes, and I would write, who do I need to be to create the family life that I want after this divorce? And I wanted a family life where we were friends, where we could communicate, where our children thrived. Who do I need to be? I need to be kind, I need to have integrity, and I need to communicate. And when I was doing it, you know, I would get, I was being shouted at, I was, you know, my ex was hurt, and he would kick out, and, 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 and so it was in the face of constant retaliation that I was going, who do I need to be? And let me just say, at the moment, my family life post-divorce is exactly what I dreamed really? it would be. We are friends. So Our children are divided equally between us. We talk on the phone. We are calm, and my children are thriving. God. If That's I was so just going, what do I need to do? I need yeah. to buy a house. I need to do this. I need to do that. Exactly. I wouldn't have had the energy, the investment, yeah. the investment in the dream that I wanted. Yeah. Who do you need to be? Who do you need to be? Because it goes back to be the change you want to see in the world. That is exactly it, and that's why I think if you be, so maybe that's what I really mean by leading yourself, be yourself, and then you, you create what you want to see, because it inspires others, and you're, I'm sure your sons, and I heard you talk about this, yes. and are really um, emotionally so intelligent they and are. mature, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because th that's what you are showing them, yeah. because you can't force somebody to be emotionally no, intelligent. No, but you can have emotionally intelligent conversations absolutely, that they can absolutely. respond to completely. Exactly. And, yeah. So, Britta, what advice would you give, and there's so much here already, and, and I'm hearing things about routine, who do you need to be, like how do you look after yourself, which is so powerful, especially for women, I think, who, who have empathy and look out for so many people before themselves. How many life vests can I get on in the world before I put my own on? You know, let me just test that theory. Yeah. And every once in a while we drown, exactly. and we burn exactly. out, and we go, oh shit, where's my life vest? Exactly. And we sort of do it in a crisis panic moment. Yeah. Um, so if somebody is in that state of adversity right now and is struggling right now, uh, you know, sitting on their kitchen floor and weeping or whatever it might be, yeah. what, do we, what advice would you give them to just move forward? I don't know. I, I just find it so hard. I think about this so much because I, when I have friends who are in that moment, um, I want to help them the best I can to believe that they will be able to get out of that, sure. right? But to say, you're going to get out of that, it's going to be okay, People are like, I don't oh. think really helps, right? Yeah. And so I think it's acknowledging the pain and knowing that pain is part of life. And it's not about running away from it. You're not, and then you're not going to go, if only I could get rid of the pain. You're not going to get rid of the pain, but you can learn to live with it. And you can find a reason why that is a good idea. So to, so to look around perhaps and maybe find one thing that lights something within you, you know, whether it's maybe a beautiful flower or, or, this, or just go outside and look. I think that's go out and just find one thing. No matter how small. Yes. And, and, and just know that you can find one thing a day and then the next day maybe it's two things and you can, you can build that muscle um, and to know that you're not alone, that you can ask for help. And so connect to people yeah, in because, some way. Yeah, because you know, so people like me who want to help, it's a gift when somebody comes to ask for help, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so um, I think that's, 
That's it's it. not a burden. Like people think that, um, no. you know, I'm going to, but actually oh, no. it's our opportunity yes. to give back the message yes. that we've learned right. through struggle. Absolutely. And what Absolutely. a powerful thing that is. Absolutely. What a full circle. And then that person will be that person one day. Well, this is what I was going to say. Yeah. Like never forget that the impact that you have and that you, you will continue to have because you do. I think we get really down when we think we don't. But you do, every single one of us. And maybe think, maybe think, who do you know you have touched? Because I know you have touched somebody. You've just not thought about that anymore. Think about that. And I guess if you don't have a clearly defined purpose yet, um, my advice would be, be curious. Yeah. Go, go into the world with your eyes open. Read Absolutely. those books. Talk to those people. Seek out what might be your purpose. Yeah. What are the small things that light you Absolutely. up, as you said? And then um, nurture that. Yes, exactly. And it can be a slow that. process, but, yeah. but nurture it. Yeah. Yeah. Rich, I feel like we could talk all day. I'm so excited <laughs> that we've physically gotten into the same room yeah. together. I'm so excited. Um, where can people find you? Like, I, I know you've got um, ways that people can get involved with Women for Women International. So, so just that website, and we'll put that in, in the show notes. Um, but if people are like, oh, I'm passionate. What do I do? How do I get involved? Uh, what can they do? Um, yeah, so you can um, absolutely join the sisterhood. Um, join the um, sisterhood. Uh, womenforwomen.org.uk. Lovely. That would be amazing. Yeah. Um, it's really, we are an incredible um, group of, of women and men who are passionate um, yeah. of helping women in countries affected by conflict. So that would be incredible. You, I mean, I'm on all the social media channels um, at Britta FS. Um, yeah. So and it should be it should be really easy to get in touch yeah, with yeah, me. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I've done a TED talk recently. Maybe yeah. you can include that. Yes, in I will. Um, which hopefully I've, I did actually as a big moment of feeling really scared, but Terrified. I'm doing it anyway because I want to inspire others. To was it about me. your project? It's or? about um, it's about um, moving from fear to fierce. So it's really this idea of... Um, I will be watching that immediately <laughs> tonight. Moving from uh, fear to fierce. Yes, exactly. Love yeah. that. Um, Which is um, also the title of my book. So. Moving from fear to fierce. When, when's your book out? When's um, so, the... well, I'm hoping that I'll finish it this year and then okay. we'll see when it comes These out. things we'll take see. time. So yeah. exciting. Britta, thank you so much for, for your story, for the impact that you do in the world and for your inspiration. Yeah. I'm, I'm like inspired. Yeah. I'm like, this doesn't feel like work. I'm just excited <laughs> oh. to, to have seen you again uh, and to... It just validates my impact in the world to speak to another woman who is, is um, allowing themselves to be fierce and show up fully. That's us. Thank you Yay, so much. Thank you, Petra. <laughs> thank you so much for listening. If something helped you today, please do share this episode with a friend and let them know that they are not alone. I know that for me, isolation kept me stuck much longer than I needed to be. So let's practice courage and talk to someone about what's going on, as that's the first step to making life amazing. Check out my website, petravelsboer.com, for your free Kickstarter plan, which will teach you to turn your biggest weaknesses into your greatest strengths. Join the community of people who are changing the way they view life's challenges and living life to the full. Until next time, goodbye.